<laughs> Dahomean Rhapsody. Dahomean Rhapsody. Would be go. where you're going with that. But yeah, yeah, you know what? It might, to be fair, it might be a half bohemian as well. <laughs> Welcome to our Film Fathers podcast, the definitive podcast about fatherhood, film, and fatherhood and film. This is Jelani, and with me as always are a half Dahomean and an alderman, Martin and Brady. I know what it is in the dream, the beast I am so frightened of. It is me. It is the girl who was silenced in those shackles by those men. I've hidden her away. I've denied her pain. But I'm going to hear her now. I always said he should burn in hell, but Chicago will do. This week, we celebrate one of the best actors in recent memory, Viola Davis. Her strong performances and consistency have made her the most reliable actor in the game right now. We watched her most recent film, The Woman King, and then went back and watched one of her more underrated performances in Widows. So Hollywood, if you come for The Woman King, you best not miss. We're, this felt like a great, a, great, uh, a great duo or a great pairing of, uh, of movies to, uh, to showcase to Miss Davis. Agreed. Um, I liked, I will say this, I respected the Woman King, and I'm glad it was made, I'm glad that, you know, you got to showcase her as the lead, um, in the film, I don't know if I loved it, but I think she did an amazing job, I really, really like Widows. I feel, uh, I, I, I hate to say, like, that I completely agree with you because it's always better when we have a little dissension. But I completely agree with you. Like I, I think everything you said just nailed, nailed it. How I feel about it, and I forgot how good um, Widows was. Um, I'd seen it before, um, but I really, really enjoyed it even more uh, on this rewatch. But we'll get to that. Um, yeah, let's start with the new one then, because we uh, I think we all feel good about Widows. That's why we pulled it, and that was her first lead. Widows was her first leading role in a, in a, in a movie, so uh, I think even more fitting as we see her in this newest newest installment or newest uh, film on the resume, which obviously got a lot of buzz here here recently. And I, t- I told you guys I saw the trailer, and I was just kind of like, this movie looks pretty damn awesome, and. I thought I was with you. I, I, I think, unfortunately, to your point, Martin, I think I, we may all be in agreement that I just thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was. Um, I don't know necessarily that I'd go, you know, go back and rewatch it. And that's always, um, you know, like we talk about. I for actually me, think I could. I, I could. I, I don't rewatch a lot, but I feel like this is uh, well. This well, the problem is these are things that don't happen anymore, right? Like we don't we don't channel surf and end up on a movie that's in the middle halfway through and you're like, Oh yeah. Okay. I'm in, uh, you know, the Shawshank of it all. And, but I feel like this one is one that I could, if it, let's say, you know, a decade ago, it would have, it would have sucked me in. I would have been able to jump in. I feel like there's a lot of entry points throughout the movie. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Maybe it's just, no, absolutely. And there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of uniqueness to it and, you know, the way it tells the story, but there were also a lot of things that, you know, you, we've seen before, like the you know the reveal of who the the main character that is you know is the child of of the of the woman king. Um, it's in the title, so you kind of know that she's going to become the woman king at some point, even though that's the the big thing that happens at the you know at at the end. So, 
I thought about that, and I think there's no denying that I, I, I think you're you're right. But while I was watching it, I was wondering if the younger girl was gonna was was going to be the woman king down the road, especially when things started to fray a little bit. I was thinking it was more of like a long term. I, I was talking I gotcha. myself into the idea that it it wouldn't be the obvious choice. Yeah. Um, for, for sure. And, and I'm not saying I, you know, completely predicted anything. I didn't predict that, that she was the daughter. It's just like, as it was happening, it's like, oh, okay, of course. You know, it, it's, it's one of those things where it didn't come, nothing completely came out of, you know, came out of left field. But, and to, to your point, Jelani, too, what you were saying is it's, it's a great performance. I mean, she always delivers and she just has such, um, such gravitas in like every role, and we've talked we've talked about that you know that term. I feel I feel like we overused it for a while with some with some actors, but I mean that's like the only only word you have for it for for her. Uh, she just has such presence, um, and she does you know sad and like that tearful look. She does angry really well. She you know she fights really well. Like she just has such great range. Uh, I feel like in all in all her characters and always believable. Yeah, I think to that. You know, this role, it was one of the ones where the conflict that you were seeing her go through was, um, it was all internal, right? It wasn't really external. And I kind of noted that and when Jen and I were watching it was that she never felt like she was ever going to lose a fight when, it, when she was battling or, you know, when she had to, um, you know, when she was fighting the, the Oye or the Oyo and, um, their their what was it oba was the guy um yeah you know the first fight they had i was like yeah she she got knocked down but she got out of it and they escaped whenever when they attacked them at the camp like she was always in on it so again all the conflicts that you see are you know her battles of you know what i'm doing is that right is it right for our people what we're continuing to do um, you know, how can I help everybody else that's involved? I almost felt like she was not too powerful, but you know, that kind of Superman ask, like, yeah, nothing can like, stop I would her. have some armor. None <laughs> of them have any kind of, they're just like, basically have like one, sh- one strap of piece of cloth as, as, as a shirt and, and nothing covering anything. I would, I would definitely want some leather, <laughs> something, something to protect me from, from all the sword fights, but they're like, nah, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I also liked uh, our girl. Lissa. Thanks for that, Brady. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate we appreciate your uh, your yay vote there. Well, I was sorry. I was going to give more, but Jelani's on a, on a roll here. <laughs> I appreciated our girl Lashana Lynch. Um, I thought she was phenomenal. I really enjoyed her character. So that's where I was going to go. So I'll be honest. I don't know that I think Viola Viola Viola. Viola do we do we know hundred P here? Shit, have I been I, saying it right? I don't know that I think she was the best in the movie. Um, I I kind of felt like she was this. I, I I think I have this problem a lot with with seasoned vets that are great, and she is definitely that. I have the same problem with Meryl Streep a lot of times. I feel like I just I think the standards She's such a phony higher, baloney. So it's like. <laughs> What? <laughs> Sorry, it's from Seinfeld. <laughs> oh, that Meryl Streep, she's such a phony baloney. So I, I, I just I, I think I'm not always as impressed with them as may, maybe I should be. I think this is kind of a a bigger 
a, a bigger topic to dive into, but I, I think sometimes they're given the benefit of the doubt and they're kind of defaulted as like, well, they're obviously great, so it's great. I don't know that I think she was the best even in the movie. I loved Lashana Lynch in this movie. I loved Sheila uh, Atim. Is she the who played a, Nawi? Amenza? Oh. No, not Nawi. Amenza, her her number like two. number two. Yeah. I thought not. I thought the girl who played Nawi was great, but I think probably scaled grading her on a curve for being uh, like a child, or well, she's probably not a child, but a younger actress. But I really felt like a lot of the other actresses were were fantastic. Yeah, it was a very very strong cast. Um, and yeah, like you said, you know she she might be given the benefit of the doubt, but you know I don't think. I don't think there are that many other actresses, maybe maybe not really anybody that could probably carry this role forward and push, you know, the movie forward the way she is able to because you know that she's going to be able to deliver that performance of strong while being conflicted and being challenged and being um pushed into different directions and trying to understand, okay, what do I need to do that's right? You know, I always feel like you have to have a very strong actor to be able to convey all of those things at once and and then say all right well i need to push this aside and go handle my business to save our people or um, rescue those who are in need and and keep putting you know the pride of you know their their kingdom forth and and make sure that that's what's the legacy rather than just her skill set and things like that so Yeah, yeah i don't i don't disagree i don't think that um like we said, every, everyone has been was good in it, but she, she uh, Viola Davis was definitely good as well. What do you guys know her? What do you guys know her from? What have you seen? Have you seen all her movies or who Viola Davis? Uh, there's no way I've seen all <laughs> of her movies. But do you guys think you could play her IMDb game? I I didn't look, so I, I haven't I, looked either. I'll 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 uh, I'll definitely will play. Okay, I have I have three out of four. I think my three for her would be. Fences, The Help, oh okay, How nice. to Get Away with Murder. These are these are oh, all mine. Yeah, uh, bringing TV just because into this? that TV show was huge. No, I'm not yeah. saying you shouldn't be. I just i I don't think I, and would, I watched I it. If that's on there, I wouldn't have gone there. Oh, you yeah, did? Yeah, I watched the first season of it because I because I heard how great how good it was. It was like the last thing I. What, it was like one of the last like network TV shows that I went back to watch, and I never again after that because it was good, but it left on such a cliffhanger that first season. I'm like, oh, they didn't wrap anything up. I, I did didn't like how they did that. Um, but yeah, she was great. Do you feel like we should stop letting Martin off the hook while he always cl- always seems to claim how I don't know. I I, ra- I randomly watched this network show that I I know I don't watch those, but he keeps saying it over and over and over. Well, again. I didn't watch Prison Break. Like at some you guys. point, we're gonna have to. Uh, <laughs> Acknowledge that you just watched. Yeah, that just come, TV shows just come to the dark side with me and burn sure. notice and suits. Come on, Martin. <laughs> no, that's when, not network. I don't. That's think. a that's, that's a real network. Yeah, that's, that's cable. That, that that's count. USA. I'm talking about ABC, which is what uh, um, How to Get Away with Murder was on. But anyway, Tier, uh, you, you stole all mine. I just recently watched Fences. Wait, what was your fourth? Oh yeah, did you? That was the thing. I couldn't come up with a fourth, and. Oh, you think you have three of the four because you only came up? Yes. With three. Then widows is your fourth. Then <laughs> I thought I would I would have put yeah, Woman King just because of recency bias. Uh, the recency. That's that's why I think it wouldn't be on there. I think the help is a. I mean, God, I 
I really hope that's an automatic. Um, maybe just because of the success of the movie, I think Fences is a good call, and I, 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 I never saw it. I don't think I would have come up with that. So if that's on there, I, I can't really fault it. I think Ma Rainey's Black Bottom potentially is, uh, is, uh, is in there, and I'm with you though. I don't know that, but I wouldn't have come up with the How to Get Away with Murder. You're probably right, but I. Yeah, TV. I, I'm always thinking movies when it comes to uh, to be So I'm going to go with uh, with uh, Woman King, Ma Rainey, Fences, oh God, I just, and The Help. I, no, oh. I didn't have Fences. The Help. Maybe I'll go with Prisoners Ooh, just for, uh, you know, for the pod. Ooh, nice. Martin, yeah, do you want to change any of yours? Mm, no, I'm, I'm sticking with yours. Okay. With so, the four that you said. So the answer is Fences. Yes. The help. Yeah. Widows and Suicide Squad. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Off by one. The hell the yeah, Suicide so Squad. Not, how did we not know? They did not put not how to t- they did not put how to get away. At least they didn't go Peacemaker <laughs> over uh <laughs> Um Yeah, what are, are you, that's interesting. The suicide. I, I suppose. Wait, the Suicide Squad or the suicide first one, squad? Suicide Squad. She's in both, but okay, it's the first one because yeah, she plays Amanda Waller, so now she's in that DCEU and uh, <laughs> getting that money. So she's not in the in the MCU though, right? I just pulled her up. She's apparently Amanda Waller in Black Adam as well, uncredited. Yep. At the very end, I didn't see that. Oh, I kind of passively watched it, so I don't remember. Um, so, but I, I will tell you, and, and it wasn't intentional, but I said uh, prisoners. Well, the prisoners' connection here is is a good one because, very surprisingly, the writer and producer, or co-writer and producer of this movie, The Woman King, is her prisoners' co-star and friend Maria Bello. I saw that. I was very surprised. Yeah, it's a very interesting tidbit. I saw a note that uh, Maria Bella visited uh, Benin, Benin. Benin. I don't know exactly in mm-hmm. West Africa to research the agoji and returned to the United States. Convinced she found this great movie pitch. The project then stayed in development hell for years. The first studio, STX, only offered five million dollars for the budget. Which I don't know what you can make for that, but uh, not the, not what we watched. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and then it was after the success of Black Panther was when it got greenlit with a fifty million dollars yeah, budget. There was a lot of Black Panther feels. Well, and so I didn't think about it at the time. I get it. I just wasn't letting my mind wander to that. But they said uh, what I saw was the the Goji are are very much like a real version of the Dora Milaje, right? But they uh, they inspired a lot of the interpretations in, in pop culture, perhaps, most notably, presumably the Dora Milaje and Black Panther. So, uh, which yeah, that's it's a cool uh, it's a cool tidbit. And so, if that's what it took to get this movie made, in my opinion, this movie deserved to be made, and I think they did a really good job doing it. I I, I just think in general, what, like we all said, it, it's not a like phenomenal. It's not great, but it's a really it's it's pretty good. I found myself. It's a long movie, and I found myself pretty interested throughout. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One of the things that I was waiting for as the movie uh, started getting going, when the girls are first recruited, and instead of getting the swords, they get the rope. 
And she's like, what can you do yeah. with a rope? And I'm like, yeah, what can you do with a rope? I want to see how this is going to happen. And then that one scene where they like put the knife on the end of the rope and start whipping it around. I was like, ah, there you I'll go. I'll say, they bring it back, but they... Uh... And she, she did use um, use a rope to knock knock one of the guys down at the end, too. But I, I felt like there should have been a quip or something, right? Like, <laughs> That's how you use thing, a rope. You, exactly. <laughs> so was this... When did Gladiator happen, do we think? 99, 2000. Okay, let's go with what I'm actually talking about. Historical times? What they're portraying. (laughs) You're looking at probably Uh, the, what, 300 AD, right? It's the time of what? Julius Caesar and all them? I don't know. But there there were like a lot of... the Crusades, right? Was it the Crusades? Am I thinking... Were they saying that... Someone was at the Crusades. But, Wasn't that where? Uh, yeah, it was remember. like Carthage and all of that stuff. So it maybe yeah. like the early, maybe like maybe it's later. It maybe later than that. Maybe like the nine nine hundred to eleven hundred. Okay. So my what my note was initially, Gladiator is going to trump this then, or or uh, will predate this, but was. Where do we think the first ever one eighty cutting of the horse? By the way, <laughs> oh one yeah. one eighty. Yeah. That's what no one eighty. One oh Well, you're just rounding up two. <laughs> yeah, rounding up two uh, decades. When, just for simplicity of yes, speaking, yes, because one eighty AD doesn't sound. <laughs> I don't know why. This why is the, they put this is the one. number one history podcast on <laughs> <laughs> Discovery Channel, guys. First century so and second first, century AD. There you go. The first ever cutting of the horse move when a horse is charging at you and, they, and you strike down the horse to knock down the person on it. You know, uh, one eighty AD. <laughs> <laughs> That's when it first happened. One eighty. What was the time period of this uh, movie, though? Of the Woman King, eighteen twenties. Okay. Because okay. it was Martin. Do you remember? It was during the slave trade. Gotcha. The Civil War was like the 1860s, so. But yeah, I I made a note of the uh, the cutting horse move. I'm like, man, whoever thought of that early on, the people charging on the horse never seemed to be aware of it. Because as soon as it happened, I was like, they're gonna cut down that horse. I see, I know it's coming. The one that's never aware of it is the horse. <laughs> He's not expecting to catch oh, a horse, stray. Yeah, poor horse. Especially the horse actor. <laughs> Got to go down. Take a dive, Jerry. Uh. What do you think of our? What do you think of uh, John Boyega in this one? I felt like he yeah. he seemed like older to me, like more grown up or something. Like I don't know. I'm just I'm used to him as a. I'm gonna blow your mind, Martin. But <laughs> he, he is. is. Yeah, I know. But I don't know. Just like bigger, uh, bigger or something too. You know, like I'm just. I don't know what it was. I I, I was I don't I wasn't overly impressed. May, maybe because the role itself really wasn't that fleshed out I, and, and maybe rightfully so obviously the focus is supposed to be on on the women mm-hmm. in the group so like i don't think you want to overshadow that with this like king figure which obviously is never not portrayed yeah i don't i don't i guess i don't know that you fully needed boyega for it either or maybe he, i don't know maybe he's exactly perfect i don't think he did a bad yeah, job by just, any means i just don't just kind of fine right it, yep. i don't know that there was a lot there i think brady along those lines you need somebody who's recognizable enough and can hold enough presence but like you said the role wasn't for the king right it wasn't about him so you don't need somebody that um is going to like overpower 
Viola Davis or attempt to overpower Viola Davis because I don't think that's possible. But um, you do need somebody that can kind of play like that 1B role to her but also not be completely forgettable. Right. Right. So you need somebody that like people are like, oh, okay, so there is the king. He does get to make some decisions, but ultimately this isn't about him. Nailed it. I will say, so I got, I, I, there was a little, uh, I had, I had got a little choked up late in the movie. The pride that Amenza had for her when she was essentially being honored, I, I was like, I was, I don't know. I, I really felt, I, I was moved. Well done. I'm telling you. I think Amenza, unsung. I think, I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm on, I'm in on Sheila. <laughs> My my favorite parts were when they were fighting and um, Viola like threw her sword and immediately um, Lashana just tossed hers up in the air and Viola caught it and then like chopped the guy <laughs> down. Like it was perfect. It was so good. I was like, Oh yeah. That's oh, we I'm should talk too about, about uh, a uh, the nails, the nails of death, the fingernails of oh, death yeah. to gouge Did your you eyes notice out late that now had had longer nails pointed out like that in like the the later scenes they're not quite as fully like as long but they were there i was like oh it's coming she's gonna use it because she they talked they foreshadowed it but she never did so i don't know if it got cut or what but i really felt like that was coming back i know you talked about the rope i thought the nails were coming back and i noticed it late nawi's fingernails were pointed and longer than uh than they were in the beginning they and I feel like they, we we might have we might have got a scene cut. She just maybe got a really good Manny. She could have got a good Manny too. That's also in play. <laughs> she did find that whetstone in the the waterfall. <laughs> you gotta find a smooth whetstone. That's that's everybody knows that, especially back then. That's what you're looking. I really felt like the way they sold it is like you're really inside this like secluded palace. They really are out watering a lot. Shout just like, just cruising around like. They just did that. That didn't totally vibe. Like, all right, you're just off the reservation. Just you know, stay out of trouble. <laughs> Hall pass. Maybe they're just like, oh well, I'm gonna go look for Whetstone, and they're like, oh well, obviously they. Go ahead. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> I felt like that final battle scene too. A uh, little lacking. Could have used a little more. Really wasn't much there. Yeah, I, I you know, when they started burning down the the town. The, well, love the, the burn port. the whole trading post to the ground vibe. <laughs> That's that was solid. Yeah, I also liked the when they buried the the gunpowder and and made it. Did look they like bury the it or did they yeah. put mounds of? It looked they were the most obvious things ever. <laughs> was no one? I, I was no I one like? Something. Oh, what are these things? Oh, yeah, they're, they're like they're, they're we're going to set up shop right next to these mounds <laughs> that we don't know what they are with these black trails leading out from them. I don't <laughs> no, know. you guys knew what they were, right? Why they buried like, them like that? They didn't that bury like them. Why do you keep using the word bury? Okay, so they covered hills? them to look like the termite hills that termite were all hills, over. There you go. That were all over that field. So yeah, they think... looked just like a termite hill. So they didn't think anything of it. We're comfortable realizing that we shouldn't use the word bury, though, right? Yeah, they okay. covered them to look like termite hills. They built them up into a tall structure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I I did not put together that those were supposed to be termite esque hills, um, but that does I mean that plays. I when you say they're all over the field, I just assume it's because they put them all over the field. 
No, there were also other termite hills there too. So, I don't know about that termite life. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. Uh, it was. I, I really. I did enjoy the movie. I mean, it was. It was what two twenty or two something like that. It was that definitely not right. short, and I was a little unnerved with it that it was going to be able to hold up for that long. I feel like they kind of. I feel like they kind of delivered. I I enjoyed it. I I'm. I'm a, like I said, I'm a fan. I think I think this is a movie that I could cut. I could jump in in the middle and be like, "Oh, good. There's good parts coming up." Yeah, just a a fun fact which kind of excited me a little bit was, you know that uh, when the beginning where they're showing all the different movie houses that are involved with making a film, uh, they had TriStar um, in the beginning, and I just harken back to like TriStar and Orion and New Line. Is that the uh, unicorn? Yeah. Jumping the Pegasus, or, uh, or the Pegasus, right? The, the winged horse. Yeah, I hadn't seen a TriStar in a long time. In a very long, I think Sony owns them now. So, but like, yeah, why? Why haven't I seen the TriStar movie? They're all like, they all seem to be a twenty four lately. <laughs> Indeed, well, that's because you just watch Oscar films, Martin. So you're <laughs> maybe, only doing a twenty four, maybe. But it was just TriStar. It just reminded you of the other ones too, like Orion and New Line. You said, yeah, yeah. Yes, those. I, lo- I used to love all those as a kid. You're right. So we'll talk quick about the uh, the you said the Oscars. It, so this uh, and Mark, we've talked about this offline. But so this this movie kind of was on my radar, kind of because of the Oscar controversy. And we are a week out from the Oscars uh, being aired. But a lot of people thought that uh, Viola was going to be nominated, and uh, Martin's girl Andrea Riseborough uh, snaked. Uh, <laughs> Why is she my girl? <laughs> Martin, you're always talking about zero zero zero. You, we know you've been all about. over zero zero zero. Oblivion, oblivion. Um, but she, so Riseboro, there was a a, a clandestine um, attempt to stake a nomination for Andrea Riseboro, and it worked. And in the the fallout of that is that someone didn't make it, and most people thought that Viola Davis was going to be nominated, and she was not. So it is she fell victim to this, and. You know, we're going to find out. I mean, unless Andrea Riseborough wins on Sunday, then it's it it would appear that uh, Viola missed out on a nomination. Now, I personally, again, I, I don't know that I think she technically did. did I saw anything in this movie that made me think she should be nominated for an Oscar for this. But that was the, uh, what I, at least from what I had read and heard, was the overwhelming uh, opinion. Yeah. I, I think Michelle Yeoh's, hopefully going to win and then it just put, put puts everything to rest and uh viola davis already won right for four fences four fences is that, is that four brothers sequel or <laughs> four fences. No. i just got it's... that that's good <laughs> it's actually the sequel to the lake house <laughs> uh, you get it you get it uh, oh, nice. But I mean, did you see something? Am I am I way off base? Like I I I felt like I was watching it and somewhat thinking about it. Did you watch this movie and think this is like one of the best performances of the year? I didn't. Yeah, I think she's just she's so consistent. Like I think I'm her- right. I think my opinion is right in this. I think that they are grant they are granted her and Streep are I'm putting her and Streep on this in their own island here. They're given a, like a pass to the finish line by being in a movie 
and then they only have to do so much to to move past that. And I don't, I'm not saying they don't deserve it, but I don't think it helps open that. It, it doesn't allow for an Andrea Riseborough to earn it on her own or for someone else to get there because they're, it's like, oh, well, you were in a movie. You are, are you're pretty much already in. And I don't, yeah. I get that they're great. I do because she is great, but I don't think she was necessarily great in this so if she was i don't like the way that it went down but i don't know that she should have probably been in the top five performances of the year either yeah i'm not a huge fan of judging art i know you guys think i live and die by the oscars but i don't i don't much really care so at the end of the day it doesn't it doesn't I think really it's because you told us you care <laughs> i i like i like the oscars i think it's there I think you it's go fun again to discuss the stuff but i don't I don't really care who gets nominated or who doesn't. Um, uh, I think you know. I think it's hard to judge one piece of art versus another, um, and w- judge which performance is better because they're they're always so different. Um, and it's just you know, it's. I think it's also silly that you can't you, you can't just ha- you can't have more like you have to have only a certain amount. Like yeah, I don't know, nominate everybody of, that's of that's kind of good. You know, like why not make a sixth sixth person? Why not allow that? You know, I think it's okay. Well, I know you have to draw the line somewhere. You can't have two hundred, but yeah, you know. then you end up with a Chicago mayor uh, race, yeah, right. and then you end up with like twenty people the week. Well, we got to narrow it down to two. So it's like you, you know, sometimes it is good to yeah. just draw a line and say, yeah, yeah that's and hey, and, that, and that's fine. That's what I'm saying. Like I think at the end of the day, it's just a lot of uh, a lot of Hollywood nonsense. Well, Hollywood better watch out because if. Uh, Viola Davis feels anything like her character in Widows, they're in for a world of hurt. Well, I noticed in both movies she couldn't really sleep well. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not getting a whole lot of sleep. She's One, probably because she was uh, haunted by the beast in the, the forest. The other one was because that stupid dog was taking up all the space. But, and yeah, she guess what? Liam Neeson's. You know where that dog's from? Uh, No. We've seen that dog before on this podcast. Shoot, uh, Jelani, do you know, do you have a guess? No, it's too small to be. That dog got a. That dog's from Game Night, people. Uh, Is it the dang Game Night dog? <laughs> the dog that gets blood all over it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, that's definitely making it into the pod." Pretty sure that move, I'm pretty sure Game Night's 2018 as well. So yeah. Uh, oh, you're not wrong. It is. It, it, Big year for the, that dog. It, that's, it in, that's when I saw Widows. It was in uh, Insatiable on Netflix on 2018, and also in Game Night in 2018. Had a big year. <laughs> Had a big year. Yeah, because yeah. there's only you know only so so many. That's a years. West Highland White Terrier people named Olivia in real life. <laughs> oh, I think that's. It was I Olivia was in the, the movie name, too. Olivia yes. in the movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but all, that's a, they apparently that dog has not learned enough to be able to go by other names. It's got to be. It's got to be. A well, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, Widows, guys, this movie's awesome. Mary liked it so too. Good. Mary was like, "That's good." I'm like, "Yeah, I tried." I, I'm telling you, sometimes so I know. Uh, sometimes I know what we're talking about. Yeah, I, I remember this getting a lot of critic praise in 2018. That's why I, why I saw it, and I think. I think I definitely enjoyed it, um, but maybe I just rushed through it or I watched too many movies that season already. Um, and I, I don't remember. I, I remember liking it, but not loving it. But this time, I'm like, I think I love this movie. <laughs> yeah, it was it was so good. It's not without its flaws. Like, I, yeah, namely, I don't it's necessarily. I, I don't know why. So this was Steve McQueen's first movie after Twelve Years a Slave. So he was coming in real hot after uh, winning some awards. 
I don't know that I needed the heavy makeout session to start the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, it kind of, I mean, it, it was kind of jarring, right? Like, you go from that and then he, whatever, tries to kind of fake bites her and then and then they go right into the scene of the uh of the of the robbery gone wrong um there's a lot so, going on i just felt yeah, like i, was I think like, it kind of came just... in came in hot but i gotcha you a little too much little too like, much oh, tongue right oh, away um, right I, i'd forgotten we were right into this uh <laughs> they, they love each other heavily <laughs> or do they oh uh, huh? <laughs> speaking of which real quick because i the timing of this was almost unbelievable the night before I watched this movie, I finished a season of Atlanta. <laughs> that yes, featured you did. Liam Neeson. All <laughs> oh, right, That's in the cancel three, club, right? talking about his. I, I was like, "What? Oh my god! Like things, stars are aligning here." I mean, literally the night before, I, I we've, we've been talking offline, uh, not diving into t- too too much TV here on our pod, but. I've been behind on Atlanta. I've been meaning to catch up. And the night before, I watched that episode. And then, of this, right. So I immediately turned on the TV, and I got Liam Neeson in a heavy makeout session with uh, with Viola. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very like, huh? Okay. <laughs> when, you, when you go back and you think about it, like, interesting. But yeah, that was that was one of the notes I took as well because again, um, the cast in this movie is unbelievable. I mean, I I, I put cast is, is absurd. It doesn't yeah. even make sense that this many people you like that you like or love would be in one movie together. It doesn't. Yeah, I forgot about Colin Farrell completely. I forgot about Duvall. I forgot about Duvall. Um, I for, for sure. I definitely forgot about Duvall. Uh, we. Let's I work forgot through about it. Daniel let's, Kaluuya. Let's let's yeah, let's yeah, work through, through it. it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna work through it from the top of the cast from from IMDb standpoint, which I think is the way that they're cast in the movie. But you got Viola, which is obviously why we're talking about this. Michelle Rodriguez, our yep. girl, who Ana is Lucia never... from Lost, right? That's all I always think. Yes, of. <laughs> yes, that's how yeah, we of know course. her. From, That's her claim from to fame. The Fast and Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> the What's her character's name? Alinda. No, in uh, in Fast and Furious. <laughs> Yeti. Letty. 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 That's right. <laughs> Linda. Listen, Linda. Uh, Linda. Linda. Listen, honey. Listen. <laughs> uh, we we have the tallest woman alive, Elizabeth Debicki. Yeah. Who we've <laughs> seen also in from Tenet. what movie? Tenet. Tenet. Tenet, that's right. She's also from she plays, uh, the plays a, uh, plays a Polish woman in Chicago. Very, very accurate. <laughs> <laughs> there's um, there's some Polish dialogue in there too that I love. When she goes up to that woman in the gun store, uh, she's oh you like speaking, that? Yeah, yeah. Martin's like no subtitles Polish. needed here. No subtitles needed. Yeah. Um, the uh, she's also in the Night Manager, which uh, if you if you saw it on AMC with uh, Hiddle, with Tom with Hiddleston, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I didn't. But, Oh yeah, yep. him and Tom and uh, and and House, Doctor. Yeah, House. I was gonna say House was in it too. <laughs> um, so after Debicki, we got Liam Neeson, who we touched on. Dark Man himself, Bernthal, John Bernthal, quick quick cameo, very quick, quick cameo. Quick. He does a lot of that, doesn't he? I, feel I like think he's he in is a lot cool. Of he's movies. he's down for whatever. Yeah, he's just like I will come in and and uh, and play. Yeah, I'll do a ten second. Spot. Well, I, I, and, and I don't know if that speaks well to just him, like not caring enough about like 
accolades. I mean, you 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 could say the same thing about the bear. I mean, he's yeah, you know, and he's great it, in the bear. Yeah, he's great in almost everything he does. Yeah, I think I think he's got. I think Jelani's right about him. I think he's he's like underrated or something, and his he's gonna get like the perfect role someday, and everyone's gonna be like, oh my god, John Bernthal in a career turning, career making role, and we're gonna be like, yep. Well, I don't. Right it wasn't quite that, but did you see We Own no. This City? Because he was he was awesome. I, I have not. I did. You didn't watch We Own This City this last mm-hmm. year? Uh-huh. Oh, dude, you guys need to watch that. Like that's the David Simon, right? Yeah, from Baltimore. David Simon, from the creator of The Wire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's he's yeah. You need to watch. It's that. not a movie though. It's a show, right? It's a show. It's a mini series. It's not TV it though. Me. It's HBO, Martin. Oh, it's HBO. Yeah. How did I? How did I not watch it? <laughs> Because um, you're too you're too stuck on network television, Martin. Get off the network television. Oh, I know, yeah, Martin. There's other things on besides Blackish, and uh, you know, Grownish, Grownish, and, and Mixedish. Uh, whatever. Uh, I, the funny thing is, I can't even think of other network shows because I don't know what they are. <laughs> yeah, nobody watches anything on network TV anymore. Uh, we got Manuel Garcia Rulfo, who I recognize but I couldn't place. He was uh he was Rodrigo Letty's uh Letty's <laughs> Letty's douche, douchey husband douchebag of husband. <laughs> uh, what do we know him from? I just looked it up and now I remember. I we already talked about him once. The Magnificent Seven remake. Oh. Mm-hmm. And Murder on the Orient Express. Jesus, he's been all over this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's uh so yeah I I knew I recognized it but I, he. Again, the the guy's cameos, and admittedly, you understand the name of the title, the title of the movie. You got a Coburn Goss, I guess. No, nope. these can't be in order. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's jump to Duval, like you talked about. Colin Farrell, obviously, legends. Cooley, Daniel Kaluuya. Yes, I mean Brian Tyree he was, Henry. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of which. Liam Neeson, Brian Tyree Henry. I watched Back. them together the night before. It didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. I'm years behind, but I'm years yeah. behind on this, and I watched it the night before. Yeah. Uh, and I, I skipped over her because I want to talk about guys. They criminally underused Carrie Coon. I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> I know. I knew he was going to say it too. Uh, yeah. I mean, for two reasons. Where does the love of Carrie Coon come from again for you? Leftovers for sure. She's leftovers. Amazing. Yeah. Um. Uh, but here's the thing: they 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 didn't use her right for two reasons. One, because she's awesome. But two, because theoretically, she is a very important plot point of the movie. Yes. That I they almost like gloss over. It's all you could you could watch this movie and not even understand that she is the other woman had a baby with Liam Neeson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like. I feel like they, I missed something here, and then I saw She's a the note final that said widow. the the original cut, the first cut of the movie was three hours long, <laughs> and they cut it to one twenty nine. And I feel like they just chopped Carrie Coon out of the movie. Yeah, pro- probably. <laughs> that probably makes sense. Damn it. So while we were watching this, love Carrie, uh, Jen goes, "I really don't like Daniel Kaluuya as a." As a bad Kalu- guy. as a bad guy. She was like, I, I like him a lot, and it makes me sad that he's such a bad they guy can in this play film. bad? <laughs> he played it really well, though. He was Oh, yeah, evil. he's evil. Evil. <laughs> he was so... When the guys start rapping in the oh, gym... That, 
and he's just and he's watching him. Face. Yeah. <laughs> just oh, like you mean? Really well wait, done. are you are you implying that putting his face one inch away from them is called quote unquote watching them? <laughs> menacing, <laughs> menacing. It was really good. <laughs> yeah, but, uh he is. I mean, he's awesome. I, we, we obviously are well aware of that, but yeah. Um, I get what you're. I get what Jen's saying. Like you know, not if you love somebody, you don't want to see him in in a role like that. But like he can play anything. I mean, and there's yeah. no doubt about that. Especially this is from 2018. I mean, if if nothing else, four years later, five years later, everyone knows that without doubt. But the uh, the other thing that I liked uh, and I just thought was interesting was that when he's watching uh, Viola Davis's character go to the the bowling alley and he's sitting in the car. He's listening to a, like a like an NPR report on a Black Panther. Oh, is that right? I didn't catch yeah. that. I knew one time he was look. He was when he was watching them. He was he was like learning how to speak another language. But. Spanish was the second one, but yeah, he's listening to like a report on on a, on a Black Panther, and it was just funny because I was like, "Is he listening nice. about Bobby Seal?" And I was like, right. "Yeah, no, it was the, the Black Messiah, right?" Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Fred Hampton, not Bobby Seal. But yeah, and then yeah, Brian Tyree Henry, Cynthia Revo. Cynthia Revo, you know, coming in there, coming in strong, filling out the crew. Uh, kudos to them for weighing out how much millions of dollars is going to weigh and trying to that run cool. with yeah. it. Yeah. Dialed in. I like that. Michael Bay, take some notes. <laughs> oh, you could go back to Den of Thieves. Or, uh, you know, or Martin called it out. It's like, were they taking enough in the uh, in the bags? Well, yeah. You know, yeah, they know uh, how much how much space it filled and how much it weighed. Um, pay one attention of the to the scenes, details. Yeah, one of, one of my favorite scenes uh, of this, and I remember from the first first viewing, uh, but then forgot about it until until I rewatched it. Um, when Colin Farrell's character um, goes away from his his rally or whatever in you know in the poor part of town, and they mentioned it earlier, they're like, "You live a block into your your ward." You know, in the in a nice part of the town, and then he gets in the car, and they just show the outside um, of the vehicle the entire time, and you see them driving through a neighborhood, presumably a real neighborhood in Chicago, and then he you know steps out just a few blocks away in his own to his own house, his big big mansion, as opposed to this empty field where you know where, where it's poverty stricken. Yeah. I just thought it was a very very well um, well done scene to show the you know the differences in the two sides of Chicago. No, I agree. I, I think those are things that like people that you know especially you guys growing up here are obviously a lot more adept to to catch and but i think it's it's poignant and it's spot on and i think you know there's it would be no surprise to anyone who knows anything about the world of chicago politics that they touch on but that, that like that's exactly what would happen you know like you would have someone with the with a ton of security that finds a place a block into a ward to try to run that to be the alderman, and uh, I, what did Brian Tyree Henry say? Like it's, it, I mean, it pays six figures, it, you know, whatever the case may be. But you know, that's the stuff's getting manipulated and and taken over by people who have no business actually being involved. And it's even like some of the worst cases, you know, in Chicago politics are people who just bought a place, never live in it, but they can that technically claim well, it as a residence. In Iowa, brother, that's happening everywhere. <laughs> Right, and and then they just yeah you know, oh yeah I I live in that district. It's like well you own property like Brian Tyree Henry said he's like you own property here, 
but you don't live here. You don't frequent the the locations and you don't spend time in the businesses and things like that. So, but yeah, this is just, it's a great, it's a great premise for a film to kind of Mm -hmm. showcase the, the widows coming together who don't really know each other. And then being able to, you know, get into a heist film, like we love heist films and for them to, you know, utilize their resources and, um, you know, with Viola Davis being the ringleader, but she doesn't really know how to lead because she doesn't know these people, so she can't tell them, like, to focus on their strengths or whatnot. And then you see, like, um, Michelle Rodriguez and Elizabeth, they, like, figure out, okay, hey, I know how to do this, or I know where I can find the answer for that, and just being resourceful and trying to continue to go through. And I I really enjoyed it. I love the, the crew coming together. And then even them, you know, going to pull off the heist and and we need a driver. I like when they brought in uh Cynthia or Erivo. Yeah, oh, we bash. need a driver. All right, oh, bash. bash. Garrett yeah, Garrett Dillahunt, right? You guys we Garrett Dillahunt. <laughs> he came, he saw, he went. He's, you know what? Good job, Garrett. That was that was, that was well done. He and, got better he got a better role when he was in ambulance with Michael Bay. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and do you guys know Lucas Haas? You know who that is? Yeah, I know the, who Lucas Haas yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. He was. We, the, we talked about him in uh, in Brick. Sorry, yep. I didn't mention him. Yeah, that's he right. was the the architect or the build, yep. building developer. Sorry. Did she know that Harry was going to try and she, double cross Viola? Her? Viola Davis. Did she just did she plan know? for that, or did she? She think? Do you think she knew Harry was going to come back and try to double cross her? No, I think she was absolutely floored when she saw the flask. No, I know that part, but I think after she got the heist done, did she anticipate that he was going to show up at um, some point to try and take the money from them? For, well, I, I think, I yeah, think so. I think, I think, she, I think maybe she didn't know. I think maybe she thought, hey, maybe he'll come back and see what I did, and maybe he'll still want. Like she needed to know if he loved her or not, and he clearly pulled the gun on her and was going to kill her, and, and she reluctantly killed him first. You know, like she still loved him. Um, and it hurt her to do it, but she, you know it, she she did what she had to do. And That's there's what some, I think. There's some flaws in there as to why, like, why Carrie Coon would ever, uh, you know, reach out. You know, like I, they said, like, oh, you, I didn't reach out initially because I wasn't sure exactly what you wanted. But like, really, there's there's some there's some holes in there. It's fine. You don't need to dissect too deep. But I think. Maybe um maybe Liam Neeson's uh, sent Carrie Coon to kind of see where oh, her I, was at if she. No, had I think that's book. probably fair, and I think yeah. that was probably more of like why didn't, especially what he alluded to, like why you didn't just get rid of Sell the, book the book, yeah, and 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 move on. But would that but be enough? Selling that's a fault, and that's a fault. That's a fault of Liam. He's you, if you either know what's going to happen, you either know what you got there, or you don't. Like you either have an inquisitive enough person that's, who's not going to do that, or else you have someone that is going to be like oh I, I i want nothing to do with this i gotta i gotta bail but also right super douche like you, dude you guys lost a kid you, you, you should be comfortable losing a husband and then just like all right cool let me just work out the business aspect here and move on you, you talk about liam neeson being super douche there yeah super yeah douche. well i mean yes for sure obviously right like that's he's, so he's, he's lacking in that. a particular set of skills is what he's doing but the way but the way he <laughs> But the way he, um, I mean, it was a really good scene between the two of them at the end when he's, yes. he says, like, I couldn't, 
I couldn't save him. He's screaming it. I couldn't save him, and I couldn't save us. So I had to save. I had to me. save me. I had to try and save me. Like that. That is a very well written line. Agreed um, with you there. And speaking of written, this is um, written co written uh, by uh, Gillian or it might be Gillian Flynn. Yeah. Um, you know who that is? Yeah. She sharpened. She sharpened up. Well, so it's actually. It's, She's it's, Gone Girl. She's the author of Gone Girl. Yeah, so it's modeled after a show in a, uh, in a BBC show, I believe, or maybe oh. it was a BBC at the time, from like the early 80s. So it, okay. it, it, it actually, she, she I think, sharpened it up a little bit. And that's, yeah, oh. I bet that, that sounds like her kind of dialogue and... I, I don't yeah, know. And I, I, and I don't know the answer of if it's it. Chilean or Gillian, but uh, it's... I believe it's, I believe it's Gillian. I believe it is Gillian, too. And she she is from Chicago, so... Yeah. So she probably knows where it, the Rothschilds right? liquors are located. <laughs> <laughs> is that why Carrie Coon made an appearance in the movie? Also, because she was also in Gone, a, Gone Girl. She, well, Carrie Coon's a Wicker uh-huh. Parker. She's a she's a local. Oh, really? she pro- Yeah, she probably uh, she probably just didn't have to go far. <laughs> she was actually in the car that uh, Colin Farrell was riding in. That's Guys, Carrie Coon's so goddamn good. I don't. If you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> no, Brady, it's I Y. KYK. No, I don't. I don't. I don't fuck with that shit. But I know what you're saying because I, you know, I'm down with it. Ah, uh, yeah, just a great film. I think if you have not seen this, go back, watch it. Um, it's some of Viola's better work, and you know, based on what IMDb told us, it's one of her top four movies of all time. So, can uh, this will come as no surprise that my favorite line of the entire movie uh, it actually came from Duvall. That's not the good part. The part that should be obvious is that he's like, well, fuck me and fuck him and fuck you and fuck the fucking horse you came in on, you fucking asshole. What a fucking <laughs> asshole you are. <laughs> I thought I thought D- Robert Duvall, yeah, na- nailed being oh. like the angry dad. I thought it was great. He's well, like, I'll I still s- kick your ass. I, saw, I still can. <laughs> I, well, the thing is, Martin, I saw that most of the lines between Farrell and uh, and Duvall were, all, were ad-libbed. <laughs> So those guys that's, were just, were just going off. I know. It's so much better. When I saw that, I was like, oh, I feel like it just it, it makes so much more sense. And they're just like, he's just like, I'm just going to be a complete asshole all the time and just own it. And I think he did. I, I both, really, yeah, both of them. And then he's like, the world, I just will, I just know that soon enough you won't be here. Oh, my God. So it should have cut so deep. <laughs> I don't even, and I think the best part is that, like, Duvall, like, he, he almost like faked like it actually cut him, but I don't think he really cared that much. So it was just <laughs> it was just well acted. Yeah, those two those two did, did really oh, well. It was really good, really really good. I this movie is just really entertaining, and it's I'm, I'm, it's got a ninety one on um, Rotten Tomatoes, um, but the audience score is only like in the sixties. Um, fucking so, audiences. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's rarely that way. I feel like we always probably side with the audience more than the critics, um, but we're siding with the critics on this one. You probably got some like New York elites who are just like can't root for Chicago movies, sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, New York perhaps. and L.A. are like, nah, <laughs> it doesn't happen here. It doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh yeah, I uh, I was really happy to rewatch this movie and I it did not disappoint. As always, make sure you love us more and the bookies less. Give us a follow wherever you're listening now or even where you might be listening later and tell a friend. Thanks and go to bed. <laughs>